Hello, everyone. Welcome to Avoiding Entropy. Today, we're going to talk about the rules. Rules that were not made up by me. Although I did not make up the rules, I do abide by them because I believe everybody needs a code. A code of honor. A code that they themselves set and follow because it is the purest form of discipline. Discipline is very important in this life because as a human species, we are very, very bad at focusing and staying focused on one thing. Partially because there are so many distractions in our daily lives that make us not focused. But on top of that, our brain is engineered in a way that makes us want to know more. And by that, meaning more things. So as you go on through your day, you will get distracted. And ADHD, ADD, and all those other things are a massive form of this. However, even a person who is completely healthy, quote unquote, can suffer from distraction. It could be a phone call, it could be a piece of news, good or bad. The only way to concentrate is to teach yourself how to concentrate. Because I'm sure that people have told you before to concentrate, but no one's ever taught you to concentrate. To understand this, you have to understand that the mind and the consciousness are two different things. And then there's the brain. The brain is the physical organ, obviously. The mind is you, your soul. Consciousness is where you are looking into your soul, okay? So when people say my mind is wandering, I can't think straight right now. Technically, that's not a right statement. It's not your mind that wanders, but it's your consciousness that goes to different areas of your mind. So if I were to ask you to think about a vacation you were on, then stop, then aware, of the chair you're sitting in, then stop, and then maybe the last wedding you've been to. When you're thinking about one, you'll forget about the other, as in you won't be paying attention, as in you'll be distracted. So in order for us to keep focus on one thing, we constantly have to set reminders for ourselves to remember that. And they say never remember to remind. In this case, that is exactly what you have to do. You have a phone that has an alarm system. You could have that alarm system ring for five minutes every hour, every two hours on the hour with a thought, a message. And you will have to read that message. After a while, you get used to it. And then you'll almost predict it coming. You'll know after a couple of weeks of having something ring on the hour, every hour, exactly when that's going to ring, just like you wake up five minutes before your alarm clock sometimes. But with that comes another thing, because the notion behind that alarm is what's going to remind you that the alarm will ring and vice versa. So we'll go to silence the alarm. You'll think of the message that's written there for you. Be happy. But be happy is not really an easy message to easier said than done. So you have to pinpoint a moment. A moment in your time that you were really, really happy. Okay? Take that. Write it on the message and set your alarm. You'll program yourself to be happy. Now, the rules. One you exist that I don't think needs further explanation other than the fact that this is not a simulation as far as you're concerned and even if it was it's a simulation of you doing something it's you simulating this you are in the matrix you are 
creating this for yourself. So you do exist. Two, we are all one and one is all of us. Now, aside from religious beliefs, spirituality and anything like that, we can get down to cold, hard facts. Let's talk science. We all have hearts that beat, pumping blood through our veins. Blood is hemoglobin, okay? And we digress to iron. Iron is hemoglobin, is pumping through our bloods by via, via the heart as the muscle, the pump. Iron is created only one way in this universe, and that is when two galaxies collide, two stars hit each other, and there's a lot of things that happens, but one of those things, a byproduct of which, is iron. So all the iron molecules in you and me and everyone right now came from a collision of two stars or more long before our daddies and mommies were ever born. Okay? That's how we are all one. And one is all of us. But it doesn't stop there. It goes further in science into saying that everything is made up of atoms. And atoms are made up of subatomic particles. We're not going to get into quantum theory just yet. However, we will get into the fact of atoms being on this universe, on this planet, for millions of years before your arrival. And if everything is composed of atoms and matter, neither can be created nor destroyed. Every time you brush your hair, you brush your teeth, you um, peel some, a scab off of a scar, dead skin, those are atoms. Millions of atoms in the forms of molecules, dead skin cells, what have you. Everything that you are composed of is composed of atoms. Those atoms have been here for billions of years, meaning you're technically just borrowing a collection of atoms that make up the three trillion cells that make up your body. And inside of which you sit and you pilot. But the body that you're borrowing, that you think that you are, or hopefully by now you thought that you were, is just a vessel. And all of us share the same atoms and the same vessel, so to speak. We are all part of one giant conglomerate on this planet, physically. The second way we are all one is by breath, also scientific. And this is basically boiled down to, quite simply, bacteria on this planet billions of years ago created chlorophyll. Chlorophyll is the thing that plants use to make the sunlight into oxygen. And carbon dioxide convert into oxygen. Photosynthesis. They use carbon dioxide and the sun to make oxygen. So every time they breathe out, we breathe in. Although that might sound a little gross, it's not an actual human being breathing out because that would be carbon dioxide, obviously. So try to do it next time you meditate to think of that. Don't force the air down your lungs. Let it pour in. And when you exhale, pretend that nature is literally inhaling your carbon dioxide because it needs you to live. That's pretty simple, I would think. The third and probably most important way that we are all one is an object of the mind. Now, what I mean by that, let's paint you a picture. The year 1600, nobody knows what a piano is. A piano is a pretty straightforward instrument, very beautiful instrument. One can be appreciated by people that know or do not know how to play it. But when a person is playing a piano, the coordination, the, synchro- the synchronicity between the fingers, the mind, the eyes, everything is massive but before the piano was invented that didn't exist 
that pattern didn't exist. Those mind, those synapses never fired. Those neurons not knowing those electrical impulses of what a piano looks, feels, plays, and sounds like. So as that was gained, now people that are born, for the longest time, people that have been born have been able to appreciate a piano because of that. Because it's been downloaded, so to speak, into their precognitive functions to already know how to appreciate the music of a piano. Someone presses a key and you hear a sound, you know that why it's happening. You might not know that it's a, a hammer hitting a string, but you know that that is the effect of the person hitting that key. Much like a mosquito is born knowing to be afraid of the vacuum. Their um, re recall is a little bit more acute. So basically, what that means is that everything you do, no matter what it is, bad or good, you're adding to the collective of the human mind. Because although you can make a change now drastically in your life, and it won't affect many people, maybe none at all other than yourself, on a granular scale, on a longer period of the timeline, it will massively. The butterfly effect in time travel is very important exactly for that. You don't know that you're making a big change, but you are. Because if you have two trains, two runaway train cars going on parallel lines of a railroad forward, and you diverge one by one degree, the smallest hair, a millimeter, it won't seem like anything right then. Maybe even an hour or two hours down the road, it won't seem like much. But a day, two days, three, a year, those two cars will not be parallel at all. They will be headed in two different points of the universe. And it was all because of that small degree of a change you made however many years ago. And everything that they're going through in the future will be impacted by what you've done in the past. So I leave you with the statement that everything that you put out is what you get back. And everything is happening in the here and in the now, which are actually rules number three and four. Once you understand rule number two and accept rule number one, Actually, you know what? I'm sorry. Once you understand rule number one and accept rule number two, rules three and four are just blanket statements because you should already be doing that. Thank you.